You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host, Sean Garmer, and here with me, as usual, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And well, there is a lot to talk about today, as uh, once again, Tuesday proves to be a crazy news day that's been like that for a while, where Microsoft themselves leaked a lot of future information. Phil Spencer says that apparently that's old, but they're always going to say that. So we'll figure out eventually if a lot of that's old or not whenever they actually announce it. Uh, Sony State of Play and Nintendo Direct stuff as well in here. Um, and quite a lot more. We'll talk about all of that. And well, uh, let's go ahead and get the housekeeping stuff out of the way here. If this is your first time listening or 100th time listening, we do appreciate you either way. Thank you so much for either watching live right now. It's usually Wednesdays around 12, 1230-ish in the afternoon. And if not, you can always catch it on demand as soon as it hits the on demand on YouTube, which is the earliest place it gets there. Like basically right after we do the show, it's already there. Uh, you can, uh, there'll be timestamps in the description. Uh, pretty soon after that, so you can find what you want to watch or listen to at your convenience. And if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, WTM Network, you can get not only what we do with Video Games to the Max, uh, you get the the Radlister Broadcasting folks, which, you know, they cover every, you know, right now there's not a deluge of uh, big movies like there was in the summer. But when there is a big movie, they review it pretty much the the week of or the, you know, the week after. And TV shows, they pretty much keep up with that as well. And uh, they're big fans of metal music. So uh, check out those Metal Hammer Dooms or any all of that as well. And then Talk to Keiki, which I think they might be taking a few weeks off because one of the co-hosts is going somewhere. But they keep up with the uh, anime is released weekly. So if you like watching the new anime, they keep up with that as well. And if you like to still listen with your ears, which you know I know a lot of us do on podcast form, you can go find each one of those shows individually, just search for them and subscribe there and then listen on whatever podcast thing you like, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, uh, all of those. We're on pretty much anything. Just find us and subscribe there. And, you know, hopefully you are enjoying the episodes and let's go ahead and get going with this one. We don't really have anything major that we've been playing that we haven't talked about in the last few weeks, so I think we should probably start with the news well, on this one. Yeah, I'll go ahead. No, the one thing I'll mention, I, I tried that Star Ocean Second Story R demo. Yeah, I downloaded that. I haven't played it yet. The, like, setting, or, like, the, you know, the world looks fine, but the characters look like ass, because they're all, you know, it's like, looks like Octopath or, you know. Well, what's wrong like, with that? Octopath looks great. What, what are you trying to yeah, say? Yeah, but not when the world looks, like higher res like then it just looks okay, very yeah. just like discordant it's not like everything looks blocky it's just the characters but you think part, it's more because of it's a it's an action rpg no technically i guess it is but it's still like it's not like what you would think not like traditional art action rpg nowadays let's say right uh, but the funny thing to me was you were transported like i play the, the guy character and you're transported from earth to to another planet and you meet this girl, and she's and you go like, "I'm from Earth," and she's like, "What's that?" 
or she's a she has no clue. Yeah. And then I went in this town and I talked to some people and this father or this priest guy was talking. He's like, oh, earthquakes are coming down to us. And I'm like, why are they called earthquake? Like, if you don't know what earth is, why would they ever be called earthquakes? Why not make up some stupid other name or whatever the hell this planet's name is, you know? Yeah. That, that, that was my makes minor, sense. <laughs> yeah, that was my minor, incon- minor like, what what is this moment? But you know, game seems fine, and it's only like it's only a three-hour demo too, which kind of annoyed me. Uh, I mean, did you expect them to give you like a long app? I mean, they also no, got to give it, you it, the game. It, it would just be nice though if they said like this is the end of the demo, not you're time limited in this demo, you know? Because there's a lot of. Oh, so it just it feels more like it's it's like timed, not. Yeah, it literally, is time. Like after three hours, you can't play anymore. Okay. Yeah, see, yeah. I can understand what you're saying. Like, just watching the trailer here for people that are not, um, you know, that are listening on audio, it's yeah. a little bit different because your care it's it's it feels like they putting 2D characters on a 3D plane, whereas Octopath is not that right. They're right. They're still 2D on 2D. Yeah. So it looks a little bit discombobulating. Yeah, to that, see that's the what characters I mean. like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I was wondering if there's some like weird setting where it's like, oh, I can you know, high res the characters or, you know, it's just, a, that's just not available or something like that. But no, I think yeah. that's just what they did. And it's like, this looks weird because the game world looks super nice and his characters look like ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It kind of looks like they're like cardboard cutouts on a 3d world a little bit. Right. Yeah. I, but, I can see what you're saying. Yep. But yeah, let's launch into the news, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only thing that I can mention that I've already talked about sea stars enough. Um, but I, I played. I haven't gotten exactly to where I was in the in the beta period, but I did play uh, Ever Crisis again. Um, n- now that it's out and the draw is a little bit different, they aren't just giving stuff away to you like they were in the beta, so that you could experience like the full extent of it. But they do give you enough stuff, and especially if you did play during the beta period, you're going to get a lot of gifts. And things that they give you to where you can pretty much like I've been able to enhance everybody has a five star weapon at this point and it has them to at least like level 20. So uh, right now it's kind of been uh, very nice to get through the, the story of Final Fantasy VII up to that to a certain point. It does. I think I mentioned this during the beta, but it does make you play through the other story. You cannot yeah. just. So unfortunately, if you recently like me just played Crisis Core when it came out or like right after it came out. You're going to see a lot of the same stuff again, just with the blocky uh, PS1, nicer looking PS1 character. That's the only thing is it does make you play through Crisis Core and it does make you play through the first soldier thing before you can continue on with, like, let's say you only want to play Final Fantasy VII. You have to play through everything else to keep going with Final Fantasy VII. It stops you at the uh, the Reno fight. Or, yeah. I think his name's Rena. I can't ever. Yeah. I get the, both of their names confused. Uh, the guy with the red hair. I you, you. It stops you at the fight with the church in the church with him, and it makes you go through all of Crisis Core so that you can unlock not all of Crisis Core, but it's like to a certain part of Crisis Core. Then it unlocks the first soldier thing. Then you have to play through a bunch of first soldier before you can get again to Final Fantasy VII. So it looks like it's gonna be like that. It's gonna try to get you. I guess to do it in like chronological order of what you would be in chronological order of the story. So 
I guess it's a different way to play, like they say on the trailer. And uh, the if you haven't seen the trailer for First Soldier, now that it's not the MMO, not the uh, Battle Royale thing, it is about the story of Sephiroth, like how he becomes through Soldier to the to the person you see in Crisis Core. So there is like a little bit of a reason to play that um, if you want to know more about Sephiroth, I guess. I just pre-ordered the uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth Deluxe Edition, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay, yeah. you did. Uh, we talked about that uh, off air. So, yeah, we'll, we're gonna going to get into the uh, state of play and direct stuff in a little bit, um, just because that stuff kind of happened like right after the day after we did the last episode. So I know you guys have probably already heard everybody or watched everybody's reactions. Um and it, it sucks because I had a lot of reactions at the time when it happened. Uh, it's a little bit different when you're doing this, like almost a week later. But uh, there's some more, I guess you could say, pressing things uh, to get to here. And one of them, again, as I mentioned, the, the first thing I talked about was the, the unfortunate, which is always unfortunate for these companies, huge leak for Microsoft that is internal documents that they had basically given to the FTC Somebody decided to upload them to the court website and then the court, because they're there, uploaded them to the website for public consumption. So for a while, I think like for at least an hour or two, it was there. And of course, once it's there, it's never really gone because the Internet grabs a hold of it. Uh, people start taking screenshots. And of course, the all the game journalists and, and game websites get a hold of it and start parsing it. And yeah, there's a lot in here. Uh, I'm not going to go through every single detail. We're just going to kind of hit the highlights uh, here because there's a lot. But basically, we you know we thought that maybe Microsoft is not going to do this. And turns out they are. They are going to have uh, mid-gen console refreshes. So there is going to be a whatever it's going to be called, Series X. Yeah. At, at least these things aren't like more powerful. That's the one benefit, I, I would say. Is they're not like so it's like getting... the PS5 Slim, it looks like. Yeah, like the not... PS5, it does look like there's gonna be a PS5 Pro at yeah. least. So, you know, the Series S looks fine. The Series, the Series X looks like a trash can. That, yeah, I don't, I don't know who's the, the, it looks like that trash can Mac that Apple made a few years ago that sucked. <laughs> it, it literally looks like any of those, seriously, it looks like any of those trash cans, the ones that have like. The cylinder where you push it up with your foot. It's all, <laughs> yeah. it's all digital, which is interesting. Yes. Uh, um, I, I don't think, you know, the thing is now, right, they they either have to do one or two things. They have to either still produce the old Series X or they have to provide the detachable disk drive, which I have seen uh, some folks say that, you know, it really wouldn't be that big of a deal for them to provide a detachable disk drive. Um, I, I see that as a major deal, actually. Because uh, the, uh, there's no real like, place to put it on the console or like to, like easily yeah. attach it, and then also that would open well, up. Well, I mean, a, it wouldn't go on the console; it'd be a USB external, right? Yeah, but people like that. The proposed PS5 Slim thing has a detachable drive, but it kind of slots into the console or like underneath yeah. it. Now, uh, to be fair, again, he did say that all of these documents are old, like at least two but, years old. So, but the other thing I would say is, if yeah. you have a detachable disk drive, that opens the way to piracy. Yep, that too. But I mean, PS Five is doing it right, so obviously they don't. Yeah, but that—that's. I think that's less of a like USB standard. I mean, it may just have some special, like the PS Five may just have some 
special port on the bottom that, uh, you know, this is right. the disk drive, you know, not just, hey, USB, <laughs> go from there. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing too, right? They could make their own proprietary that yeah. no other thing uses except for that, um, it, like you're it, saying. They should. <laughs> like, Yeah. Again, like, they may have decided to do something similar to the PS5, or they may not do it at all and just say, okay, we're just going to keep producing the original Series X. Yeah. Uh, if you want a disk drive and if you don't want one, then uh, there's this option, right? right. Uh, I, it doesn't look like it's any cheaper, though, which is... No, it's both at the same prices. Yeah, so that's what's weird is that the digital-only one for the PS5 is four is a, a $100 cheaper. So, yeah. like, why is this not cheaper if it doesn't have a disk drive? Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's weird. Uh, it, it Other than the change of the design, it doesn't really... Oh, and it does include... Oh, that's why. Never mind. That's why. It, there's two terabytes of storage in this thing. So Yeah, cool. but, like, they're acting like... They're still acting like storage is, like, this costly thing. And it's like, no. Well, but come on, man. Like, that's why they I, have I mean, different SKUs of I, things. I would rather have a disk drive than a, an extra terabyte of storage. Let's say wait, that. wait, so well, well, my question is, why is this, it's okay for them to charge for storage, but the Steam Deck charges for storage? And that's why they have the three different SKUs. Uh, because if you actually want to get into it, you can uh, mod the Steam Deck to have more storage. And you can't do that with an Xbox. So by removing uh, what? You can remove the cover and you can get into the Steam Deck and it's just an M.2 slot. I doubt this is still the same M.2 slot. Or, I mean, and even if it is, like, the Xbox doesn't allow for, like, screwball. Uh, right, yeah, you options. can't just put in whatever you want. You have to do an external. Right. Or... I mean, if you could, like that, like the PS5, it, that'd be a different story, but you can't. So. Yeah, I just wanted to get, get, get why, but I, I feel like at two terabytes, you also don't really need, unless you want to have every freaking game on planet Earth installed in your drive that you're never going to play, like... Yeah, I just I add two terabytes. That's a lot. I mean, you know? I would say not that much because it's not kind of full two terabytes. It's like one point six. Yeah, it's, I, terabytes I'm rather, sure. You know, you know, some of these games are you know approaching the one fifty gigabyte limit. So it's like holy Christ. Right. Uh, the Series S is also apparently going to release two months before the Series X refresh, uh, so that it has its own moment. Again, we don't know what their plans are going to be now because. Number one, this got leaked, so maybe something changes. And then number two, he's saying that this is at least two years old. Right. Uh, if not more, when he made a comment on Twitter about how he sees that people are talking about it, he's upset because all a lot of this stuff has changed. We don't even know. Maybe they did my, include a disk drive. You know, my so. response would be, like, "All right, Phil, what are your plans right now? Like, let's let's crack open your email account. Let's see what's going on." <laughs> yes, uh, there's a new controller. Well, that, it's just that, like a like a slight redesign, or they're. I mean, it looks like the same controller, but it just looks like it has a bad paint job, better battery well, life. Well, I like the fact that it has quiet buttons and thumbsticks because that's so annoying to me. Yeah, that the Xbox One controllers were quiet, and then you. I love the feel of the Xbox Series S controller, but I hate the clicky fucking D pad and the like. It's not something that I like. I'm sitting there, and you have to. Everybody has to hear you go, like yeah. it's, it's annoying, right? Like, and then I pick up the the Xbox One control, one of the Xbox like Bluetooth controllers that I used when I do like remote play or play on my phone, 
and it's quiet and I yeah. don't feel like everybody has to hear me like know what I'm doing, you know? Well, um, also this thing will have apparently modular thumbsticks. So that'll be good for when you, the thumbstick never really has drift. You can just easily replace it. <laughs> yes, uh, that's good too. There's supposed to be better haptic feedback. And they're adding uh, a gyroscope, well. uh, PS, you know, the dual shock and stuff like that. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it feels like they took stuff from the Steam Deck, from PS5. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of try to put it in this controller, which there's a direct to cloud connection, which, okay. Well, that's like Stadia or that like the whole. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess if you want to, like for me, right. That if you're using it to, as your remote play controller, uh, you just press the button and you're automatically playing game pass on there, yeah. which, okay, that's cool. And it's going to be, uh, well, no, they, they, all the controllers have been 70 now, so that's not uh, any different. Look, uh, I don't think that this is as as clear as they make it seem because I've reread this and it seems more like Phil Spencer's kind of just pie in the sky talking about Nintendo. No, he's high, he's it, high in those mushrooms. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like he's more talking about well, if you could buy someone, obviously Nintendo would be the best thing to buy, right? Uh, and only and right after that would be Valve. Like he knows. No way Nintendo would sell to him, and no way would Valve sell to him. They have no reason to. They're making money hand over a million fists. Like they, they don't need to give money, uh, sell it to anyone. Um, they they would know, have, yeah. Honestly, yeah. they would have an easier, easier time buying Sony than than Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, and also I think Nintendo could just turn around, and either Nintendo or Valve could turn around. And uh, try to convince like the Microsoft higher ups. Why don't we just buy Xbox from you, right. like than than the other way? So uh, you have a lot more things going on, Microsoft. Like, why don't we just buy Xbox from you? Take all Not, your IP, and then you know. I mean, you say that, but they kind of kind of don't anymore, or not as much. You know, it's not like their phone, you know, products suck, or that you know they keep starting and stopping that. They don't have the Zoom or they don't, you know, they don't. Yeah, really, but their I, cloud I do, stuff makes them a lot of money around the world. I do actually kind of agree know. with Phil that said, like, we don't really have retail or consumer, you know, uh, presence. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, people run Windows and Office, but. You know. But now you don't need to buy Office at the store. You don't need to buy Windows at the store. You just Windows is free now. And then Office, you can just do the. They want you to do it in the cloud. So Office, they want you to pay the subscription. Yeah. Uh, and that's how you get it now. You know. Right. Um, honestly, as far as software goes, like this is why a lot of times these Office uh, places, like almost every Office Depot, is closed by me, or in my area. Like there is no Office anything's open. I mean, they were a great place. And a much cheaper place than uh, UPS to go print something out. Yeah. Uh, so now it's like almost you might as well buy your own printer because you're going to pay like five dollars to print out one thing at UPS. Yeah. Because they charge you like three dollars just to use their freaking computer, even if you don't use the computer. Go buy a brother printer, and you'll never have to buy another cartridge again. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to look into that honestly. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but that's if I printed out more things. It's just like the one time that I need to print something out where yeah. they don't let that, you just that, email that, it to them. It sucks. <laughs> that, that's the thing. I use my printer like twice a year, if that, but it's always yeah. nice, nice to have. What is that thing not use ink or something? Or how does no, that it's work? a laser printer. 
So it doesn't, it's oh, not it's like some, okay. you know, HP desk jet that, you know, you print four pages and it's out of ink. Like, no, fuck that. <laughs> it does. I mean, it does have a cartridge, but, you know, my cartridge has been in there for six years and still is fine. Yeah. Enough There's to print a... <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Things people don't really use anymore, unless you're in an office. Uh, so Microsoft is also going to be, no doubt that they're obviously making a next-gen console. But in 2028, which is also, I think, what Sony has mentioned, possibly there being another console, is that they will make it a hybrid platform that will fully, fully utilize the cloud. Um, we will enable new levels of performance beyond the capabilities of the client hardware alone. So they are dedicated to this cloud thing, it seems, or at least at the time. Now, we don't know if two years on and maybe not a lot has changed with cloud that hey, they... Yeah, work for Crackdown 3. Would be interesting also how that works now with like they don't have rights to the cloud stuff with ABK. So would that affect them really doing this with the console? But I mean, I feel like it's almost like the connect with the Xbox One. If they really are that far into it, is this a switch that they can turn off? Or is this something that they can't really do anything about it now? They kind of have to just go with it. I mean, I think it's a terrible idea. You don't think that in six years or five years we'll be any better with internet around the world than we are now? I mean, I didn't see it as that. I saw it as like, oh, developers can use the cloud to have have new modes or have, you know... Right, better... uh, do updates faster, produce updates well, not, faster. Not even that. Like, you know, oh, with the cloud... I saw it as like almost like... Uh, perfect dark with the expansion pack like you can play perfect dark technically without the expansion pack but you have like just the arena fighting like you need the expansion pack to like run the story mode and i saw the cloud is basically akin to the expansion pack so it's like okay what happens when the cloud goes down then the game is fucked or then you know then it's like okay i had this game that 80 percent of it i can't actually play at the moment because i'm waiting for the internet to come back up or i'm waiting for game services to keep keep going or you know to resume right and... yeah that that's something that they really do have to look into and just to make a note that i i uh, didn't realize scott had been commenting here uh i was having to look at a different screen to look at what we're we're talking about uh he does say that he hopes the documents are false that because it says that they're going to stop produ- producing the series x altogether once that new console releases which means that if they don't have some kind of detachable drive, the only Series X that would be around would be the only, would be the one without any kind of uh, physical media. So, yeah, that would suck if that's the truth. But I feel like even though we have progressed with more and more digital, I feel like they know. And yes, I know Xbox is like a big proponent of that because even their physical releases now are like there. Nothing's in the box, but. I would hope that they're still looking at it, that there is still a large community, especially in gaming, that want physical media. So Also, I, I think like yeah. if they actually did go with this plan of them saying, like, screw physical media, we're just going to release these two digital consoles, like, Walmart and GameStop, especially GameStop, would say, okay, we're not going to sell your console anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, I wonder how that works with Walmart, because, like, obviously Walmart has also gotten smaller and smaller with their area of gaming. Right. Right. The only reason it's big is because there's three console makers and they had to have space for all three of them. 
and yeah. they also have that deal with Nintendo where you get ten dollars off a game if you buy it there. But they make more money, just like almost everybody else, even even the game companies themselves, off the accessories and things like that. So, would they welcome it because they get to have more store space, or would they see it as like a backlash? But I feel like even the retailers know, right? Like you go into Best Buy now, there's like hardly anything physical in there. Right. Uh, that's that's I mean, an album or a. That- Best Buy has this like new store experience thing that they're try- trying. It's like a test store, and they're not one of the Best Buys near me to have that. And they have three aisle or three small aisles for games, and that's it. No movies and no music. And that's kind of where it's going. Gaming yeah. is really the only the last bastion of we're really yeah. trying to have physical media. Meanwhile, they had like forty different types of uh, e- like e bikes and, st- and crap like that. I'm like, yeah, and, yeah, and I'm, TVs I'm, I'm, everywhere, and yeah, I'm gonna come to this Best Buy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I would think that they probably most of the Best Buys are gonna go that route as well, or else, yeah, I won't shop there. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's why GameStop is having to sell you a million different pop figures or other kinds of things that are not games because people aren't people are just buying digital off the same console that they already have. I think I think with so, that it's a little more nuanced because they started introducing that stuff, and then you felt like you're getting a hassle to buy it when you go in there. So you, you know, it's like I don't yeah. need to buy eight T-shirts or you know buy six Funko Pops. I just want to get this one game and leave. And you hassling me to buy Game Informer or to sign up for some stupid membership. It's like leave me alone. I <laughs> still hate that they charge you like five more dollars for the physical version yeah. of Game Informer. Uh, and then you have to like physically switch it on, and I'll and I forget that I'm a pro subscriber, and because I'm already like halfway through it, I just like ah, you know what? What ends up happening is that I get the email and I forget about it, and I never read the freaking that month's game informer because yeah, I didn't realize that it was there. Uh, right. When I get it in the mail, I know it's there. I can keep looking at it and I can read it, and it, it kind of sucks. That's the way it is. Like uh. I don't know. I, I just, I'm just not someone that there are people that are there are a lot of people that are cool with having their Kindle and they want to read books like that. I just can't. I have to have the physical book. It doesn't yeah. work for me to read uh, with that. So yeah. that's it for the kind of the big the big points in the document thing. I mean, there's a few other email choice emails and stuff, but nothing like too. Yeah, and Scott important. also mentions the awesome Game Informer covers as well that you don't get when they're digital like that. Yeah, he does mention that electronic stores are kind of just doing that. And it's, that's going to happen. All the electronic stores are going to go that route. Uh, the one, one other th- only big thing is that basically almost all the Bethesda games that you thought were going to be coming are coming. Uh, the Fallout, um, New Vegas remast- remake, or... Well, no, just Fallout 3, not New well, Vegas. Fallout 3. Well, the yeah. New Vegas one is still kind of like, I guess, a pie in the sky kind of thing right now. The was Oblivion remaster. That's the, that's more surprising to me because like who wants that? <laughs> um. Well, some people probably do just to get something Elder Scrolls out there. Believe me, people want Morrowind way more. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because uh, Oblivion is easier to do than yeah. Morrowind, right? Um, the uh, Elder Scrolls sticks is like far off, but originally it was supposed to. When they were originally conceiving it, it was going to come out in 2024, which obviously is not going to happen now. Right. And there was some other 
the yeah. two that were kind of surprising were Dishonored three and Ghost Warrior Tokyo two. Because it's Ghost like, Warrior Tokyo two for me, yeah. I thought both those games, like Dishonored two and and Ghost Warrior Tokyo, weren't huge successes. <laughs> no, they weren't. Uh, they even had that DLC, that standalone DLC, and then I feel like they just want to do it just to say that they did Dishonored three. That there was a third Dishonored. Yeah. You know. I'd be uh, happy with a Death Loop too. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's happening. Like they just haven't announced it, but I feel like that's that's happening for sure. Like that's yeah. sold well and got critical acclaim and everything. So uh Scott actually says that he wants to hear more about the Oblivion remaster. So apparently he is one of those that wants all, that. All, all uh, two environments <laughs> in the Oblivion games, outside in the Oblivion gates, and that's it. <laughs> and and in like yeah, like I said, and like he said, more would require a full on remake because it was on the original Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also a better game. So I'm cool. I with think that. a lot of people would a lot of people would agree with you on that. There's a lot of people that would say that Morrowind was a better game. Like take whatever Skyrim engine you have going on and just plunk Morrowind into it and yeah. release it. <laughs> but all right, I mean, there's a lot there in that Xbox leak. We'll see how much of it actually comes oh. true whenever they do release it. Yeah, go ahead. The last funny thing was they're talking about Game Pass stuff, like b- calling Baldur's Gate a second tier, a second rate Stadia RPG. But then being super pumped about uh, Suicide Squad, yeah. Wow, you you guys, you no. Guys but really then they cute. also wanted to spend five million to try to get it on, or was it? I, yeah, five I'm, million, right? Yeah, that ain't a ton. Like that's nothing. Yeah, they, want, they, they, they were trying at one point. They were going to spend three hundred million to get Jedi Survivor. Yeah, it's like they on. wanted to spend ten to fifteen million on like the new flat out game. It's like, what? Are you guys high? Like, yeah, but. Them being like super pumped about Suicide Squad is like the most hilarious thing to me. So. Well, you know why though? Because it's it's uh, multiplayer, so you get more people. You, multiplayer yeah. will automatically get more users. So is so yeah. is Baldur's yeah. Gate three. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but a lot of people may not know that. Whereas immediately with Suicide Squad, you know it's multiplayer. Just like they're making a big deal about Gotham Knights when we know it wasn't that good of a game, and and they're trying to hype it up to come out on October 3rd on yeah. Game Pass. And it, it's probably going to get them more players for sure. But I, I don't think people are going to have uh, rose-colored glasses for that game. Right. You know? And uh, Scott also brings up the – he found it hilarious that they put Gotham Knights as their number one must-have game. Yeah. Only the most successful game of 2022. Uh, yeah, about that. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's, a, it's, it's a funny document just to read because it's like – their value like the way they value stuff is just really off you know and, and again like i understand the whole point of valuing a multiplayer game because you get more users you get more engagement immediately uh more people you have playing that maybe don't have game pass that decide oh i'm gonna keep this thing afterwards uh but then it, because you know the thing with single player games is if you're going for that one single player game outside of starfield which you can do over and over you yeah. play it and then you unsubscribe because you played the game so, yeah. yeah, I can kind of understand it that way. But, yeah, you, they uh, vastly underestimated the how good those games were going to be. Right. So let's get on with uh, a few things uh, here that don't have to do with the state of play uh, and direct just because uh, a few of them were updates from things we talked about last week. And then uh, one of them, which I guess we'll go into now, is the uh, Super Giant announcing sort of a delay for Hades 2 early access. Yeah. Um, 
we don't have like anything except like other than we don't have anything with an exact date pricing system requirements something like that uh they are going to perhaps do some kind of very 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 limited like uh special access kind of thing for people uh, outside of the early access uh then they're going to keep updating the early access with more story stuff as it goes on but they're supposedly looking to release it in the second quarter of 2024 and thank god they are because there's enough games right now we don't need yeah, Hades two. I, I, I'm <laughs> sure. Hades, I mean, I'm sure Hades two is playable, but I'm sure they don't want to show it off quite early, right? You know, I'm like, because like Hades one came out like pretty early, so did like. Even, yes, but uh, then it, it it got to the point where like, you know, a lot of people don't do early access, and also right. just a lot of people don't play. They play when it gets to console, so there was out there so long that people kind of yeah forgot, forgot about that it, it was early yeah. access, and then when it came out, it was a huge surprise but i think but just putting it out funny. there now yeah i mean Baldur's on. gate 3 kind of did the same thing so right but i feel like Baldur's gate 3 kind of hyped itself as it went along when it knew it was going to start releasing on the consoles and if you release a game that actually has name value now where like people are kind of looking for that hades 2 you say there's right. early access and you release it in a year where there's so many freaking games ah i feel like it's going to get lost a little bit and yeah, it deserves to have its own time. Uh, that being said, I, you know, hopefully, Hades Two is uh, as great a game as the first one. It does look like it's going to be, so that's yeah. good. Uh, Unity has continued to kind of mess around with what their it's continued whole to deal control. is. <laughs> um, they are again backtracking. They are not fully backtracking. They are now doing some kind of thing where they're working with their partners and talking to them about what they would be willing to do. And I feel like eventually they're just going to backtrack the whole thing because I don't know how anybody would just agree to that. Um, yeah, they're backtracking for the three partners they have left. <laughs> like there are a lot of people that have in the time since we've done the show that just said, oh, we're not using Unity ever again. We're going to, to Godot or Unreal. Like they're paying people to port things over there. Um, yeah. Megacrit, who makes Slay of Spire, said that if they don't go back on this, they are going to just get away from Unity completely. Like, how many of these big people can you lose before it becomes worse for you to implement this idea than just going back to what you had? Right. Um, so supposedly these are the things that they have going on now, but obviously this could change again. Uh, within the next week, they're limiting fees to four percent of a game's revenue over a million. Installations counted toward reaching the threshold will no longer be retroactive, which that should have never been the case from the beginning. Uh, because if you're retroactiving that, that's ridiculous. Because think about like Pokemon Go that runs Unity, right? Yeah. Uh, think about all these big games that are on Unity that would now be paying these ridiculous fees. Like, and like yo. Like Genshin Sorry. Impact. Like Genshin, exactly. That's what they're looking at. They're looking at Pokemon Go and Genshin Impact and going, how can we get into that? And you know, right. you know how big Genshin Impact and, and Pokemon Go are? You know how how little they would have to pay people? Well, probably not little have to pay. It's like how much of a not big deal it would be for them to be like, oh, you know what? We're just going to switch developers. And the ones that end up losing out are you because people are going to find a way to find Pokemon Go and Genshin Impact. Okay, so you want to lose all these big players, keep messing around, and and you're gonna find out quickly 
John Riccatello, who is the one that responded to this, saying that there was no way that there was, it doesn't matter how we announce it, this was always going to go down wrong. Uh, and this is, a, this is a transformational change to our business. So, of course, if we're going to get upset. Yeah, it's, it's transforming from a success, somewhat successful engine company to a failed engine company. Yeah, it's like, this, this is why nobody, el- nobody yeah. else is jumping the gate to do something like this. Why? Because this is predatory. I mean, do you want fair, games Unity, to get made or not? Like Unity has like lost money. I mean, or I think they're they're not in the red necessarily, but it's like they don't they're not successful as they once were. Uh, right. So probably because like you know there are problems with Unity's engine that they never really addressed, or they you know they stuff like that. Well, and uh, then also they they are doing this like this subscription model is the way that they make. Uh, here, money so here's here's a good analogy i think i heard some other people talk about this but like about the download fee thing you know paying to download it's like they don't it's not like you use unity's bandwidth to install the game like you're right. downloading from steam or from google play or you know google store or whatever it's not like you have to download anything directly from unity in the first place it's like could you imagine if steam tried this or like epic game the epic game store it's like, oh, every time you install a game, you have to. The developer has to pay us twenty cents. It's like, ah, yeah, nobody would week, be on the Epic Games Store. Yeah, it's like within like, a week, that thing would shut the fuck down. You know? Yeah. Like the problem is that there's developers that can't do anything because their game's already so far that they yeah. cannot go back and and move it. But it's like this should be alarming to to, to people, and and that's what's stupid is people inside Unity told. John Riccatello and whoever else, like this is not going to go down well. Don't do this right now. And oh, we're going to do it anyway because we don't care because we need to make money. And I get it. Everybody needs to make money. Uh, You need to make some of that money back that you're losing, but this is not the way. And it's going to cost, like, that's the thing. That's the thing that's so stupid is like, you know that there are game dev classes that teach people how to use Unity. There are like schools, yeah. like Full Sail, that a lot of their stuff is built on you're going over there to get a gaming degree and you're learning Unity. And then now it's like, oh, crap, what we got to like not teach people how to use Unity because Unity may not even be around. This is uh, it's not great. And as Scott says, uh, Unity is trying to speed run ruining their own game engine. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yes, they are. Uh, this will probably change again. Uh, I mean, it was all the time that like Riccatello and some other executives sold a bunch of stock right before they announced this news. Yeah, like, it's yep. like, oh, well, we knew this was going to go down bad, so we might as well just, you know, get ready. I guess. Uh, so the, um, I guess the 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 last thing, uh, really quick before we get into the state of play and direct stuff because this is kind of from last week as well. We talked about the Square Enix losing uh, stock value. Right. And they were sort of trying to attribute it to Final Fantasy 16, but it was more because it was like their whole year. Um, and if I and if I made an if I kind of said something to the effect that like Final Fantasy 16 didn't sell well, it did sell well. Uh, it did sell well for it just wasn't as high as that they were expecting, which Square Enix always has ridiculous expectations. But it sold well for being a Final Fantasy game and for being new and and being different. Uh, than what you were seeing with Final Fantasy normally. Um, but what uh, they were kind of alluding to this week is that they 
you know, with the new president that they have now, uh, he wants to basically take some of their games that are not fully AAA yet or not, I guess, as big brand names. And he wants to elevate their status and that he wants to be able to do that because they need to improve their profitability so that they can not have to suffer so much when some of their AAA games don't do well or as well as they're expecting. Uh, This is why they want to kind of go in the direction also of improving their merchandising and amusement, uh, their amusement places and all that. So are there any IPs that you can think of right now that Square Enix has under their umbrella that are not? Yeah, go ahead. You mean like Parasite Eve or Vagrant Story? Well, but I mean, do you think those are AAA worthy? That those are Parasite Eve is. I'm not sure about Vagrant Story. Uh I think like Vagrant Story actually could be like a good Dark Souls. Parasite Eve, absolutely. They don't care. <laughs> I I'm just very surprised with Parasite Eve because like you see what Capcom's doing with Resident Evil, and they're basically yeah it's, revolutionizing, it's, it's... Uh, making people want survival horror games again. I mean, at this point, and, yeah. Square should just, you know, hire Capcom to make the Parasite Eve remake and be like, you, you guys do it. Pay us 20% when you're done, you know? Would Capcom agree to that, though? <laughs> Maybe. Who kn- I mean, who knows? Like, they don't got too many more Resident Evil to crank out, so... Oh, they'll find... They will find Resident Evils to crank out. If they got to crank out, like, every single one ever yeah, made, they will Resident do it. Evil. Zero HD, like great, playing this fucking train for a few hours. But I mean, I would say yeah, Parasite Eve is, the, is obviously the big one. Uh, Bushido Blade, maybe, or you know, maybe not AAA, but it might be like I, a fun. Uh, I mean, I would say that like Octopath perhaps is in a bigger should, no, should be the, elevated. Yeah, from to what to what though? It's I mean, how much more can you do with that thing? Because it's it's limited by its aesthetic. Well, but that's the thing. Like, Navy, I, I don't know if could you do that on a triple A level, is what I'm saying. Like, I know, you know, I, do, I honestly don't think so. I mean, that's part of the obviously the graphics is part of the charm, you know, but could they do a game like that on a triple A level with everybody having their own stories and that kind of thing? Maybe they could, you know, they, they definitely could. It's something that has a name, it has an audience. Um, they've tried that with some of their other games and it doesn't quite, uh, work out. Like they're, they try to bring back stuff like front mission, uh, remasters or remakes. Those, yeah. Yeah. Those are not, I mean, yeah. I remember fear effect Sedna. Yes. Like, yeah. Like right now, what they have is Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, uh, Kingdom Hearts, and I can't. I feel like there's one other one that I'm missing, but our world near, I guess, is your other one. Yeah, right? but they ain't gonna make another near game for you know for by a long ass while. Well, now he's doing that. Well, they had the mobile game. Yeah. Right, and uh, which means nothing. <laughs> that old that other game that he the Yoko Tower is making the mobile game with the all the Sega stuff is like female characters or whatever as well. <laughs> um. I could see the Navy bringing back Drakengard to try to to do something. I mean, that's kind of part of near though. <laughs> yeah, it is, but you know what they're going to bring guess, back? Like yeah. I said, uh, Fighting Force. 
Oh, you think it's like that's the thing is like they've tried to bring back a lot of their major the what well at least under the Enix banner, right? The Star Oceans and uh Valkyrie profile. Yeah. Uh you know, they've they've tried to let's or Saga. see or yeah. Saga, oh my god, Saga gets games all the time. And now Saga just got a new game. So that's what they're trying to do with Saga now is we released all the old games, so now let's have an, a new game and see what happens. The thing for me is, you may have to just make new franchises, no. right? Like, I think that's a, that's almost a, a bad idea as well because, yeah. like, they have made new franchises, like like you just said, Octopath or yeah, uh, uh, Bravely Default, yeah, and it's like those sell kind of, but not to what they want or you know not what they expect. I think right. they, I think if they did like a legitimate Parasite Eve, you know, triple A remake, that would sell. But it's it's the same problem as like Final Fantasy VII re, like remake. Like they'd have to be a lot of initial cost that they'd have to do first, <laughs> and they can't. Unlike that game, they can't, you know, part out Parasite Eve to like, oh, we're going to make three games out of this engine. <laughs> I just want to see what they think or, you know, that they were trying with this foam stars thing as well to see if they can get something uh, I mean, going that isn't. I, I fully yeah. expect that thing to be dead within three months. <laughs> we'll see. I think it's actually going to do decently. I'm kind of excited for this beta uh, to play it because it doesn't, it's not an exact copy of Splatoon. There's some stuff in there that's a little bit different. So... I, I'm kind of interested to see what time, time for the HD remake of Evo. Search for Eden. Yeah, but I mean, it is interesting to see like what they've come out with in this year, right? Uh, ish. If we're gonna go back to last December, right? It's Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy. Then you get Forspoken in there. Theater Rhythm, also Final Fantasy, right? Octopath Traveler two. You get the that cool, like visual novel ish game, the Paranormal Site, which is actually really good. That I need to probably go play when it ever goes on a sale. Final Fantasy sixteen, Dragon Quest again, that Infinity Strash game that comes out like next week. Uh, Star Ocean Second Story R, which you know you talk about the demo. That's the only one that's not uh, those three. Then Dragon Quest again. Final Fantasy Seven, and then we're getting into 2024, the Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, and then Saga is the only thing that's not one of those. Yeah. Um, so, like, they really have had to rely on the big three for the most part, and I kind of get it. Like, they really do need to elevate some of those uh, ones. It's just maybe make people, again, to me, it's like, you didn't help Valkyrie Profile or Star Ocean when you're releasing it in the middle of a bunch of other crap. Right. Make people feel like those games matter. Make them events, you know? Uh, yes, you did a great job giving us trailers and you gave us a demo for every single one of those games and all that stuff, but it still felt very mid. Like, the way they treated it felt like, well, these fans of these games are going to, care about it so there and that's it and it sucks that that's the way those are treated and then it's hard when you tell people that this is kind of like a mid-tier game and then you try to elevate it after that it's it's hard to do 
So they definitely are going to have to change their marketing strategy, which is the number one thing that hurts them. If, right. if Sony is not marketing the game, they are terrible at marketing or Nintendo. Do better on your end of marketing the game. And, and maybe perhaps more people will be interested. It's just, there's a lot of games. There's a lot of games between this right. year and next year. Like, that, that's all hard. It's easier just to care about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yes. Yes. We. Uh, I mean, it's definitely a lot easier to care about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth <laughs> that's, as well. So let's let's talk about this um, direct and state of play. I guess since we're already on uh, the Final Fantasy topic, uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth did have uh, its trailer, and it was awesome. And we got more and we got info from the playstation blog with an interview of where it's going to end uh which is going to end in the forgotten capital uh where a certain event takes place we're not gonna talk about it because yeah it's hard to spoil a game that's over 25 years old Uh, but then they're redoing it and they want you to experience it again like news so it's like we're not supposed I'll to you, like talk about it so freely. <laughs> like, I'll just do the game trick to hack her back in. It's no problem. Well, I mean, that's the thing is I wonder if that's that event is still going to happen or not. We'll see. Um, no, let's cast a uh, use a phoenix down. It'll be fine. <laughs> so, what did, what did you think about this trailer? Looked fine. I mean, I'm kind of surprised that all the characters are in it or you know. I'm not sure about Vincent if he'll be playable at the moment because they didn't actually show any of his gameplay. But everyone else, they actually didn't show Sid, did they? No, Sid was not shown at all. Yeah. But, but the yeah. thing is that they also mentioned that that it's very possible that it's uh, Vincent may not be playable. That's what I meant. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think it'll be playable, just not in this one. <laughs> or they may have, it'll, it'll probably be like another DLC thing that they did with Yuffie. Yeah, it looks good. Golden Toss looks pretty pretty interesting. Uh, you know, Chocobo Racing looks funny. Yeah, I love that they brought all the mini games back and stuff. Um, I mean, they kind of had to, you know? Like, people would be outraged if they didn't, so... Yeah, but the fact that they got them all in there, and then there's apparently more, also. Some that are not even weren't even in the original. Like, they even redid the uh, Cloud joining the, the parade thing, and he's, like, the leader now. He's not just uh, trying to fit in there yeah. um all the all the double tech stuff is looks awesome and apparently it has its own meter as well which that's good because that way you're not just having to take up the attacks to do it um right. what do you think about all the the uh, they obviously they made the tie the double timeline thing very obvious yeah here. This, the, this the uh zach and cloud stuff actually looked more to me it looked more interesting because it's like this is this is the new shit this isn't well, yeah, no. like how they're going to combine uh, those two as, uh, you know, uh, Sephiroth alludes to at the end of the trailer that the reunion is happening and the world's emerging or whatever. What do you think? I feel like what it is is that it's Sephiroth is like, this is the Advent Children Sephiroth and he's trying to like remake the whole, that was the whole point of remake is that he's trying to redo the story of Final Fantasy VII so that he wins in the end. That's kind of what I'm getting, and that this is why things are merging because you have those whispers. We're trying to keep the original tale together. He's breaking the Nazgul's. Yeah, (laughs) or the was it the Harry Potter equivalent? Yeah, the Dementors. Dementors, yes. (laughs) Yeah, I I just love the fact that like the the Golden Sasha looked awesome, and 
there it's gonna be some some really fun stuff that 100 hours in this game like so yeah that's, persona 5 levels <laughs> it, yeah, there's definitely gonna be uh a lot of stuff i did think that like it's gonna be 30 40 hours of this main story and then the rest of it's yeah, gonna be like side quest, the so. battle arena will take a 50 hours <laughs> do you think this is gonna be like 16 like open zone or you think it's gonna actually be open world because they no, it'll be open don't really zone. mention it okay or I'm sure you can travel yeah. between areas, but it's not going to be like some big ass open world because they they can't do that really because yeah the, you know the areas between like Junon and other towns is like vast and the it's supposed to be vast in the game exactly and like looking at um if you just want to look at like RPGdom of this of this year of next year right you have what is it with uh, one of the games we we just talked about releasing on the twenty sixth. Then you have Reload. You oh, we haven't even talked about the 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 one from today. But you have Yakuza Infinite Wealth is going to come out on January twenty sixth. Reload Persona Three Reload. You have uh, the that game you love that you're excited about. The um, no, not Sweetening the the one that you've been waiting forever. You have it pre ordered. Oh, and it's been, uh, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy. Yeah, Reading, Twitter, that yeah. one. It's coming out on the first. And then you have this game coming out on February 29th. Like, at least there's a big gap there. But God, it's and like a lot of games there. You forgot Persona 3. Yeah, Persona 3 Reload. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot coming in there. Um, so definitely uh, that made the state of play, obviously. Um, there was a, a really cool Spider-Man trailer in there uh, also. Um, that Baby Steps game looks hilarious. I don't know that I'm going to like... Yeah, the when I go the, pick it up, the Ben Foddy game or whatever his name is. Yeah. Yes. Um, the one thing that was surprising to me, uh, well, two things, I guess. Helldivers two looked kind of interesting because it's not that top-down game anymore. Like it looks, looks like you know, Returnal or yeah, they made it more like a traditional. I game, guess like right? Destiny or yeah, like yeah. third-person action. Uh, but the one thing that did surprise me was that Tales of Arise expansion. Yeah, two years after the fact. Yeah, uh, right. That is too late. <laughs> unless, unless, yeah, I, I worry. I worry about that. Unless it, unless the game opens and it's like, okay, here's how, here's how you, here's how we're gonna teach you how to play this game again. You know, I feel like they it, have to give you a story recap. Not even and the story. I just to, mean like controls yeah. or you know, like yeah, mechanics of gameplay. Because it's not like you know, I don't think anyone's playing that game anymore, even though they should be. But, oh, I, I, mean, I definitely I do. I definitely do think they're going to do it because they have the new character. Yeah. So, I'll probably get that or try to. But yeah, look, everything looks fine. I mean, I I still don't give a fuck about Foam Stars personally, but yeah, I'll definitely try out the beta. Oh, uh, that Ghostbusters sure. thing looks bad. Wasn't that already out on? Oculus yeah, I think it's already kind of been out on yeah. whatever you know, but still looks bad. <laughs> yes, um, and it, it, it's funny to see uh, what Greg Miller orgasming over anything ghostbusters it's like most ghostbusters stuff is terrible don't you get this well like, but he liked it though i think he liked it when it was on oculus so yeah um the avatar game looks fine just the way it's always looks, looks like, looks like an um, avatar game uh ghost runner 2 is going to get a demo so there's that um those ps5 plates are kind of blah did nothing for me yeah, and the fact that oh, Tales of Rise game is coming out this year, for God's sakes. God, we don't need more stuff coming out. The, the, the PS5 plates, this is boring as shit. It's like, 
do some interesting yeah. colors or designs or i mean they should honestly just do what xbox does and have like custom or have that like paint program for custom yeah exactly colors. like yeah if you want to have you know if you want to have some smiley face in your ps5 is that okay give us 100 bucks and we'll print it out yeah see because i forgot to mention that but they're going to add the actual console to the design lab pretty yeah. soon and PS5 is stuck on doing these plates that a lot of them look so just bland. I mean, the Spider-Man uh, one looks good. That's about yeah, it. the Spider-Man looks cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, way better than that Final Fantasy 16 one. It looks so blah as well. So, yeah. Um, if you are interested in this Foam Stars at all, next week, September 29th to October 1st, there's a demo. Or a beta, I'm sorry, open beta for everybody. And also, yeah. Honkai Star Rail is releasing on, for PC on October 11th. I thought it was going to be on PS5 on October 11th. Why are you going to show... That's got to be PC and PS5, because why the hell would you show it at a PS5 event if it's not going to be on PS5? Right. So that being uh, that being said, that was the state of play. It wasn't very long, but uh, like I said, the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth trailer immediately elevated it. I also yeah. liked Sean Benson narrating as well. That was... I, I wasn't a huge fan of her, but uh, having having someone actually narrating it was good. Or You know, like I just said, they, they just need a better pitch person, like both I mean, kind of all three of them, really, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, like, she's not super exciting person. Right, like, she, well, uh, she's, like, you know, a businesswoman, right? You know, she yeah. does whatever. So, I, But, I'm I mean, not... I feel it feels more genuine than, like, Jim Ryan doing. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, so... I, like I said, know. they just need to bring Kevin Butler back. Everything will be fine. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so, moving on to the uh, Nintendo Direct uh, really quick here. Um... We are going to talk about the Lack of Dragon Infinite Wealth uh, yeah. trailers as well that like hit this morning, or I guess yesterday really late. I don't remember how that works. Uh, but yeah, so like the highlights here are that there's a Mario Paper Mario Thousand Year Door uh, remaster coming. Uh, that did not get the love that the Super Mario RPG yeah uh, game god people have nostalgia like, for paper for uh, mario rpg and they looked at but this is the best paper mario so but that's still uh, even a pale, uh, yeah okay sure but it's still a pale imitation of mario rpg so <laughs> yeah i mean you do see where they change some of the mario art because they do show like a, a little bit of like mario rpg stuff in here and you yeah, do see where they, they explain got... that like team up attack thing which i saw yes. even in that first trailer well, but they, and, the fact that you and can, they also showed like, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say they also showed like you can face all the bosses again, which is kind of cool. Uh, yes, but everything else looked pretty much the same, or for good or for yeah, good and for bad. It's more about the graphics than yeah. Some of that, some of that, like those early game systems are kind of janky. So I hope they fix some of that, but I doubt it. Yeah, they went real Mario heavy here again. Um, you can definitely tell this is the ending of. The console because they're just yeah. kind of throwing stuff at the wall uh at this point um not that like i think the princess peach game looks a lot better than it did when they first showed it uh now it's like she has all these different outfits and they all do different things and uh you know it looks it looks like a really fun game um and i'm kind of excited for that to come out when it does on march 22nd now i kind of hand waved it at first it looked decent but now after we see it now it looks better uh, i don't know anything i i don't know how to feel about this mario versus donkey kong remaster it, or remake or whatever it looks like 
there was a Japanese game for the Super Nintendo called Mario and Wario, and it looked weirdly like that. Like it's like a puzzle game. It's not like a platformer, but like in that game, Mario has like a pot stuck in his head, and you have to like guide Mario, like because he's blind. He just like walks on his own. So you have to like guide him through these like levels. I mean, it's not the same. It's not exactly the same, but it reminded me of that. And I'm like, all right, that's a throwback, (laughs) right? Uh, they F Zero got the '99 treatment, which is I still need to play that. That looks cool. Yeah, people are excited for it, and it looks okay. I I mean, I've seen just people playing it. It's like, all right, we're not gonna make a new one, so this is the best. Yeah, they are going to release new tracks. Well, I guess new old tracks, and uh, they are going to release new modes for that thing. So it doesn't seem like it's going to be something that's going to go away really fast. Yeah. I mean, they may they may put out like a physical version of it, like they did Tetris ninety nine. That would be cool. Uh, I, yeah, hope I don't think they, they ever. I don't think they ever uh, added in like new modes to that Mario thirty five thing. You know that was no, just, they did not. You know, here you go. So if they if they want want to support this longer and then have it come out physically, like all right, cool. Yeah, I think this is kind of like your chance uh, because the other the other things that they've done in ninety nine or thirty five or whatever on is stuff that okay, it's Mario like and and Pac Man though, or well, okay, it's Pac Man, it's Mario, yeah. it's Tetris. Those are like evergreen, always going to be there. They're always going to make games for them, whether they're collections or they're new games. Uh, whereas F Zero ninety nine, this is your opportunity. Like if you're an F Zero fan. Uh, like I am, I need to get on playing that. Uh, this is your chance to show, they like, should, hey, they, we'll do another one of these. Please do another one of these. <laughs> like, they should do Zelda '99, where it's like, okay, you got you to get through Ocarina of Time as fast as possible, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, also, there's a Nintendo Museum, uh, but it's in in Japan. I don't know if they're gonna right. do one of these where they like maybe bring one to the United States and and and. Uh, Put it with another museum or something like that. Um, I imagine if they did, it'd be in Seattle. (laughs) Probably, yeah. So, Um, but cool. This is cool that there's a Nintendo museum. It's going to be completed in March 2024. So, yeah. Uh, If you ever wanted to, like, have a one place where you can check out all of Nintendo's history, uh, there it is. See the see the ill-fated Virtual Boy in person, right? Um, So there's a lot of other stuff in here uh that they announced as yeah, Splatoon like what, 3's DLC. Yeah. Yeah. Like did anything that big jump out at you? I'm still excited for that Prince of Persia. Yeah, that like Prince of Persia game. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Uh yes. Um the uh whatchamacallit I can't think of it right now. Oh Unicorn Overlord looks really interesting. It's the new vanilla word. Yeah game. that's that's the one thing Yenz has cared about. <laughs> yeah. Um they Vanilla took off the Dark yeah. Moon uh, subtitle and made it Luigi's Mansion 2 HD, which that's probably what it should have been from the beginning. Uh, so that's interesting as well. Uh, they'll make Chronicles 3 getting Amiibo. I'm really thinking about it. I don't know. And then Sora getting an Amiibo. Amazing. Uh, that's going to be the last one. So, uh, And then, of course, Eastward getting, another, getting a DLC. I'm happy about it. I love that game, even though this is like, not that game really it's it's more like a farming sim of eastward but if i get to be those two characters again i'm happy uh that i um, uh chronicle game actually got like a firm release date finally 
Yes, that's going to be on Game Pass too. So I'm excited uh, for that yeah. too. Um, David Diver is coming to Switch. So yeah, the two things that kind of surprised me were that Tomb Raider game or Tomb Raider, you know, one, two, and three. Uh, that looked okay. <laughs> uh, that looked bad. Yeah. And that's because those bad those early Tomb Raider games are also bad. <laughs> so yes, people have like people have they redid Laura, and then everything else was kind of like. Okay, this is assy, still assy fine. looking, but like, yeah, I have a distinct hatred for those early games because it's like they're they're terrible. <laughs> like, I mean, people just liked them back then because it was like, oh, Laura's hot, and it's like, okay, but yeah, I, I don't care, you know. It's like I heard someone say they made so made they actually made Laura look at the cover art now, but then yeah. everything else is kind of like, all right, we kind of touched it up a little bit because if you, um you know, high res, something looked bad a lot. It's going to look bad again. Yeah. So they kind of have to blend it in. Uh, um, and I actually thought the one game that actually interested me the most, because I didn't play it on DS or I didn't even know about it, was that another code yes, uh, recollection that thing. Cool. That was pretty cool. I'd be interested to, i have to watch the trailer again uh, to kind of see more about it. But yeah, that was very interesting. It's like a one of those that like, okay, this is, I didn't really know much about it, but now I'm kind of more interested. So yeah, I, really I guess, good, I, go ahead. Sorry, no, I was gonna say both those games. I think the first game came out on DS, and the second one came out like 3DS. Yes, uh, but yeah, look cool. That's one of those things that like it's nice that you can put that on the Switch and give that to people uh, that are, are fans of it. I'm sure you'll be happy. You're very happy with Detective Pikachu too. Also, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's. I just. I don't know. I'm just kind of like Pokemon out right now. Uh, like, you know, that new DLC just hit and I, I've i heard that it doesn't really improve the performance of the game at all. It's just, it's more Pokemon and I didn't really gravitate towards this Pokemon that much. So we'll see. But yeah, yeah, uh, I really would still love for them to like get some time off and like really make something different. But that's probably not going to happen with, with right. what they, all the things that they have to do. Uh, I thought this was actually a pretty good Nintendo Direct. Um, so there's a, there was a lot in here. Uh, two, actually, two League of Legends games also. I uh, should have mentioned. They they are really going for that. Like We're making League of Legends into other game genres thing. Uh, that song of New New One looked, was really cute um, as well. But uh, And they also revealed new stuff for... Mario Kart 8, which, you know, Diddy Kong finally, uh, so, and Pauline's in there, so, um, and they pretty much let you know already that Mario Kart Tour is going to stop getting uh, supported, so if you were a big Mario Kart Tour person, get on this DLC, because that's pretty much the only Mario Kart stuff you're going to get yeah. for a while. Uh, but yeah, I thought both the side of playing and Nintendo Direct were, were pretty good. Uh, lots of stuff to go on now. Hopefully, the next time we hear from Nintendo, they are announcing the new console. Um, because I think that's the only thing that's left, really. We know that you're at the end of the rope at this point. There may no, be a while still, where, yeah, they still got Metroid 2 HD to, to announce. So, <laughs> well, yeah, but you could literally just announce those on Twitter, yeah. Uh, and I don't know how HD they're going to be because I don't think they remade. I don't think they remastered it as much as they remastered the first one. But they could also just announce those like after they've already in the waiting period between the new console and this one because you know for a while there's going to be stuff that's on Switch One 
yeah. uh, as well. So, because it really looks like this is be backwards compatible as much as they were trying to be coy about it and everything else. Uh, that Switch 2 is going to be backwards compatible. So, I mean, it better be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I agree. It better be. I'm going to have a problem if, if they're not. Uh, and hopefully the saves carry over and all that stuff. We don't have to deal with issues. No, I, with I, that. That, that'll be fucked up, but the game should be. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, remember that they made you pay. You have to be Switch Online to do the COD save thing right. with them. So, but think whether well, Switch Online is cheap, even though they may raise the price down that they have the new console. Uh, we'll see how that goes. So, I guess uh, to talk about it, so released this morning, yesterday, late at night, whatever you want to uh, talk, say where it's from. They released 15 minutes worth of Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth stuff. Uh, one of them is a very long 10-minute story trailer. And the other is a five-minute gameplay trailer. Yeah. Um, looks like they actually changed the the turn base a little bit. They made it more turn base. No, it doesn't look. It doesn't look like the other characters are moving around that much. No, what they change is you can move. They literally, literally said you can move the characters around in battle or during. Right, but they're not. It doesn't look like the the enemy characters are like moving this time. It looks like they're static. Yeah, I hope not because that was like one of the one of the actual problems of that first game fight fight system was you'd want to attack like someone far away and he's close to someone else and the other yeah. enemy could just like knock you out of it and i was like what the fuck <laughs> right no that's that's the thing that bothered me too is like i'm trying to hit this guy and he yeah. like blended into the other guy so now i hit the wrong one and i'm like damn it right. so um yeah it does look like they don't move the the enemies don't move it's um where you move uh, you can yeah. move your character around uh, on your turn. And it looks like there's like positioning, like because there's like back attacks. So it's all right. Just get behind, yeah. get behind the the magical crab and attack from the back. And and uh, you know Scott mentions that it's more like trails where you can move, and then also the enemies can move uh, yeah. on their turn as well. They're just not moving when they're not. It's not actually their turn. Uh, right. Some of the jobs looked insane, uh, as you would expect. Like yeah. It um it it looks like so much fun and then the mini games as well are all in here they like showed off the uh, um all the different like Sega games that are gonna be in here like the actual uh, Sega bass fishing and uh, everyone's favorite all that where's where's the uh, Yakuza collector's edition when I get the bass fishing controller you know <laughs> right and they and they spent a lot of time on um. What should we call it? They spent a lot of time on uh, on the oh, karaoke nice. as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> like okay, we get it. Like it's karaoke, but yeah, I, I mean, mean it's that's, a- that, that's a long running staple, and I think they did that because like one of the one of the previous newer games didn't have that, or had like a very. Yeah. I think it might have been the last like a dragon where people were kind of ticked off because they had only had like four songs or something like that. Yeah, they they had it inside the bar where you're doing yeah. the um the where you talk to link people. connections, yeah. yeah. And it only it they only really had like two songs per person. Yeah. Uh the party is a lot bigger in this game as well. Yep. So um <laughs> My- I agree with go ahead. I was gonna say the, the thing that interested me was like the whole story crux of uh, Ichiban trying to find his mom. Yes, like, they, interesting. It's like I thought she died. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. I mean, that that's a typical story thing of, ah, you thought she's dead, but she's not. And then uh, apparently it's like the only person that the, the head guy loved and all this stuff. And then how they get involved, Kiryu in it. Yeah. Uh, and, and Kiryu looks cool as well. Um, not going to spoil Kiryu's big reveal. Uh, but it's it's a uh, it's a big reveal. I mean, you're showing sure. a trailer and that's false. Well, no, but that's a game. No, no, not him being there. What he says. Uh, I'm not showing the story trailer on purpose because I don't want uh, people accusing us of spoilers. I think showing a gameplay trailer of like what the game's going to be about is not. Uh, yeah, like there's there's a lot in here that it was like I was I felt like I was 15 minutes and I was like, oh my god, I want this game now. You showed me way too much stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but definitely I would say if you want to go into this game like blind, do not watch that story trailer because you're gonna watch you're gonna get the entire premise of the entire story, everything. They might even spoil some stuff from like a Dragon Gaiden as well in there. So yeah, if you want to watch if you want to play both those games blind, um, you might want to not watch that. <laughs> You don't want to see Denny Trejo. <laughs> yeah, and then also like it's awesome that somebody's the maid uh the maid uh, uh job is hilarious. Um so like there's just so much fun stuff. I like um I forgot that they named the summons pound mates, which is yeah, they kept that from the last game, which now kind of doesn't have as much uh like make any sense, but it's it's uh it looks awesome, it's gonna be great. And the fact that it's coming really fast, like Drag like a Dragon Guidance uh November 9th, and then like almost two months later, you're gonna have this game. So yep. yeah, you're you're gonna get everything pretty quick, which is is awesome. So yeah, lots of cool things to look forward to. And the beginning of next year and like the the end of this year is gonna be insane. Uh get ready to open up those wallets, people. Yeah. So uh <laughs> The the uh, pizza delivery as well, or the the. Being I mean, I saw that. Person. It looked just like the trash mini, or the collecting cans mini game from the other one. Yeah, I hope, I but it had like better. even more of a crazy taxi feel than the other. One. Yeah. Uh, so. I'll be yeah, some man. offspring up in there. <laughs> <laughs> so just a few more things, um, since I I gotta go here, uh, really quick. Um, I'll, I think some things from last week as well, because Ubisoft was was going through some issues and now they're closing their London mobile game studio. Uh, the one big game that they make is called hungry shark. It's actually gone over a million uh, users or downloads. But the problem was that they started having their Barcelona mobile game studio work on it. And since they're kind of already familiar with it, they basically decided that why have two mobile game studios? We're just going to close this one. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately the 54 people that are being affected, this sucks for them. Yep. So uh don't sucks that they couldn't give them a position inside ubisoft somewhere else uh or i don't know but i guess it goes more with like ubisoft forced everybody to go back to the office now they're closing game studios not great um obviously they're trying to cut costs and things like that but uh, sucks man uh speaking of cutting costs also immortals of venom laid off 45 percent yeah. of its staff uh that doesn't bode well for how well the game sold probably no, I think uh, that game bombed horrifically. It got a 70 on Metacritic. That's what it felt like when it was when they kept showing trailers for it, that it was kind of be gonna be an okay game, not like something that we all need to rush out and buy. It, it's funny because I talked uh, to Jens about it and I, I was trying to tell him about the game. He didn't even know what I was talking about. Like it didn't right. 
like he never i don't think he ever heard of it before and it's like yeah that that tracks <laughs> yeah it definitely does uh track as far as what um what honey people knew about this game and then pretty much it's like a magic version of a first person shooter and yeah you know it's kind of fine nothing uh out of this world you know but again it sucks for the people that had to lose their jobs never want to see that really obviously you do downsize once you're not making the game anymore right but a lot of those layoffs don't really get publicized because they're part of just the churn of the industry but when it's something like this usually that means that this was something that had to do more than than just that it had to do with the fact that the game didn't do well and now they're kind of kind of keep it more of a slimmer group to try to cut costs and just keep working on the game and, and doing stuff for it. And, and it just really sucks to see. So I guess we should just get to the games that are coming out this week. Uh, and party animals is out right now on game pass also, as well as PC. Uh, if you want to go play that, that game's always looked like a heck of a lot of fun. Um, it's the game where you're the animals and you're just uh, like stuffed animal kind of looking things and you're making hell happen. And it looks great. Um, Astria Six Sided Oracles is coming out to PC. Uh, this Days of Doom game that looks like it's coming to everything. It's like it's one of those multiplayer. Um, yeah. Delio's Payday 3 also comes out tomorrow. Uh, so if you've been excited for some more Payday, that is out on it. Game Pass as well. That Resident Evil 4 Separate Ways DLC is out tomorrow as well. Are you going to play that? Probably not. Probably it's not. Okay. It's it's from a, like the same thing as uh, Tales. Like I kind of just forgot how to play. Or, you know. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. yeah. You get to basically play the game again. As I mean, if the game right? came out, a DLC came out like two months after, after the main game, that's one thing. But like nine months after the, <laughs> the main game. So, yeah, yeah, I've, I've played other stuff. Or I can, I can understand that, I guess. In a, yeah, um, that, uh, what should we call it? The Pikmin one and two come out yep. uh, in a couple of days. EA Sports FC twenty four, the first one without the FIFA name, comes out in a couple of days as well. I'm sure that'll be stuff. a big hit. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I'm sure it will. Certainly will. It'll be on everybody's uh, sales list for a while. Uh, for sure, that uh, Minico's Night Market, which I've been waiting on for a while, actually comes out on the 26th. Oh, don't remind me, I don't need more games that I have to go by. Cyberpunk uh, 2077, Phantom Liberty, which apparently is uh, awesome. It's getting, it has like a 91 Metacritic right now. Yeah. Uh, are you going to go and play this? No, because my Cyberpunk game is, is screwed up. What? Um, what happened? No, I told, oh, I, I don't know if I told you, but I did this one mission where you get infected with the virus and at the end of the mission it's supposed to fix itself but my game never did so like whenever i talk yeah. to people like the hud is all kind of fucked up so that's cool and <laughs> so like there's nothing you can do like no like, i'm i'm the only one that ever had ever happened to also like the hud uh when you talk to people there's like a little portrait that, that appears and it's like all it looks like the horizontal hold is all like screwed up on them because they keep like waving in and out and it's like when you beat when you do the mission, it's supposed to fix itself, but it never did. And I tried to play the game like six months ago, and it still was like that. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> that sucks, yeah. man. I mean, it's actually kind of funny because I do have a physical copy of that game, the PS4 one. So I should load it up, 
uh, duplicate all the expensive items and then launch into the new game and then just play it like basically new game plus it or you know I'll have 50 million credits go, go hog wild <laughs> yeah um this El Paso Elsewhere game that's like a neo noir like shooter that I've also been excited about is coming out uh this week on the 25th my god there's just so, you're not excited for, for the Star Citizen 3.20 Alpha? No, no. <laughs> that game could just stop existing or they could stop stealing people's money. Yeah. Um, well, I guess they're not really. People are just giving them money. The game exists, so it's playable. Uh, that Paleo Pines, like Pokemon-ish game, also comes out this week. Uh, it, yeah, looks, well, no, it's like a, sim game that also has whatever it looks cool yeah um and another game that's like coming out this week that cyber citizen game is also coming out this week okay that that's enough there's like a lot a lot of games go go look it up what you're into uh there is probably something for you this is a a week for games here yeah um i also should have mentioned that whatever land game those kind of these as well so yeah, that's a lot of games that you can go try to pick whichever one you want. And, you know, as uh, Scott says, 2023 is the year gamers go broke. This is how many great games are coming out or have come out already. And wait till there's like sales on the big games uh, when people really have to make those decisions for sure, like around the holidays and all. So that being said, next week, we'll definitely have another show again around this time. Uh, thank you for listening, watching, whichever way you enjoy. Uh, hopefully you like, subscribe, follow, and we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Later.